friends out there, I need your strength because I come to you defiant, unbroken, unbowed. Even though last night they held the drawing for the billion dollar lotto Powerball jackpot and there were no winners. No, no winner. Oh, really? How is that possible considering last night on the show I announced that these... These right here were the winning numbers because, may I remind you, they are on my ticket, okay? (laughs) Folks, we were getting ready to win this Powerball. Frankly, (laughs) we did win this Powerball. (laughs) Then... No, no, wait. Listen. But then at 11 p.m., there was a massive ball dump, okay? (laughs) The Dominion Powerball machine flipped all the numbers. How are those balls floating around in there like that? Could it be Hugo Chavez's ghost on Halloween night? Oh! They stole the Powerball from all of us, audience, which is why I'm holding a Stop the Ball rally at the bodega where I bought the tickets. Be there, will be wild. I tell you, I called the lotto officials last night. I said, fellas, I missed the winning number by only all the numbers, okay? (laughs) I just need you to find me six winning numbers. Give me a break. (laughs) Give him a break, will ya? Oh, we could all use a break, couldn't we? Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. That's why. I got the feeling that something ain't right. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. I am from Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles. This is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM People Powered Radio in LA. Also on 98.7 in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. Also in California in Red Bluff and Redding on KFOI, Round Mountains, KKRN, Eureka's KGOE. In Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO, Eugene's KEPW. Lancaster, Pennsylvania's WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU, in Columbus, Ohio, on WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP, in Rochester, New York, on WRFZ, down in New Orleans, on WHIV, out in Gallup, New Mexico, on KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ, in Seattle, on KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR, and... Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM 950 KTNF, but that doesn't even include the streaming internet uh, stations, including the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, No Lies Radio, Verdant Square Radio, and Detour Talk. Yes, blanketing planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman. Your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow says me... From bradblog.com, your mileage may vary. Thank you for joining us today as we continue to fight like hell for democracy and against autocracy, if you can imagine such a thing, rather than, you know, trying to undermine democracy as too many, too many are 
Uh, we have been uh, waging this fight for nearly 20 years now. We've got just a few hours left to wage that battle before the polls close for this year's critical midterms on Tuesday. Yes, welcome to the broadcast. No scare tactics, just news. And you, because I want to open up the phones in a little bit, because you deserve an hour on your public airwaves where nobody lies to you. Nobody makes stuff up about Democrats or Republicans, for that matter. Well, at least I won't. I can't speak for the callers, of course, uh, but I never will because I'm only accountable to you, the listeners. Yes, we are 100% listener-supported here on the broadcast, And yes, we believe in democracy around here over autocracy, no matter how imperfect American democracy may be. Anyway, hey, Desi Doyen. Hey. Do you know what a blood moon is? <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and tell us? You can tell. Okay. What? You sure? You don't want to tell? All right. <laughs> yes. She doesn't know. She has no idea. Anyway, the uh, the last uh, total lunar eclipse until 2025 will turn the moon blood red on Tuesday, November 8th. Yes. On the morning of Election Day. Oh, how pleasant. Right. But uh, exactly when you should look up depends on where you are. The eclipse will be visible in North America, the Pacific, Australia, and Asia. Basically, everyone can see it. Uh, if the sky is right, we actually, I think, may have clouds in our sky out here in Southern California. During the eclipse, the full moon will pass through Earth's shadow as it moves behind our planet with respect to the sun, giving it a spectacular bloody color in the process. So you got the sun, then you got the Earth, then you got the shadow of the Earth thrown exactly to where the moon is. That blood moon on Tuesday, that blood moon eclipse, begins at 3.02 a.m. on the East Coast, 12.02 a.m. Pacific time. So... Just two minutes after we begin Election Day on November 8th. And, uh, <laughs> it's yes. a little too on the nose, is and I would it? really yeah. prefer it not to be any kind of metaphor whatsoever. It is a metaphor for wonderfulness and fantastic things that are sure to happen on the night of the blood moon. Okay, we'll go with that. Uh, we will go with that. Anyway, um, that is how uh, our critical Tuesday midterm elections begin and, uh, of course, those numbers, by the way, those times I gave you, it's going to go on for a few hours. The actual um, uh, full totality begins at 517 a.m. Eastern Time, which is uh, – what is that? 217 a.m. Pacific Time, according to NASA, as if those quote-unquote scientists there know anything about science – Maybe we should maybe we should turn to economists for this sort of information, Des, and we should just, you know, describe them as internationally respected intellectuals and academics. And we'll go with whatever they tell us when it <laughs> comes about, to let's science. Let's not. All let's right, just let's listen not. to the scientists. All right. We'll listen to this. Anyway, that's how uh, the critical election day begins. In case you believe in signs, whether that is a good one or a bad one, I will leave it to you. Our Sunday tunes maestro over at bradblog.com. That would be Sunday cartoons. Uh, and that would be P. Diddy. He posts his favorite political tunes each week. Uh, this week they're titled. Uh, this week's collection is titled Sunday Blood Moon Election Tunes. 
The first cartoon in that series uh, that you can go check out at bradblog.com is by P. Burns. It shows a woman standing in a polling place waiting for her husband to finish voting his ballot. And she says to him while perusing her phone, quote, how interesting. There's a blood moon on Election Day. Can you believe people used to think that a blood moon was the sign of the apocalypse? The husband, who is still voting, looks at his ballot and says simply, yes. P. P. Diddy's uh, next tune in his collection from Sunday may be even more telling as we spend quite a bit of time in recent days on uh, recent days, weeks and months on this show warning about the menace to our constitutional freedoms and American democracy itself, uh, which are very much quite directly and literally on the ballot this year, as I have explained. Taking the unusual step, in fact, on this program of advising for the first time in my nearly 20 years of covering elections that voters should specifically vote for the candidates who support democracy versus the ones who are fighting for autocracy and hoping to end democracy as imperfect as it may be in this country. But to end democracy as we know it and no, I ain't kidding. No, on that, uh, the, the next tune by cartoonist Fitzsimmons, we see a man at a, bo- uh, at a, uh, a voting booth filling out his hand-marked paper ballot. That's nice. And whistling to himself as he makes all the right choices on those races uh, from these uh, 2022 candidates. He chooses sane human being against lunatic. He chooses normal person over complete wingnut. Reasonable citizen is his choice to defeat insane fanatic. Rational soul over totally off the rails. Intelligent candidate is his choice over rabid troll. Excellent choice, by the way. And he chooses informed American to defeat ignorant dolt. Though, you know, we don't generally endorse specific candidates on this program. All of those choices that I've just read off are A-plus recommendations, as I see it. And hopefully uh, you will vote in a similar matter on Tuesday if you have not already. I hope you will be joyful about it, whistling a happy tune as that voter in that cartoon did. And just one more today before we get to some actual news and your calls today, your last chance to reach Hundreds of thousands over your public airwaves at 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. Uh, this was a tune by uh, the Sacramento Bees artist Oman, a man and a woman, a, a white man and a white woman for whatever that might be worth. They're sitting at their kitchen table as she fills out her absentee ballot and says to him, quote, golly. I can't decide between the survival of American democracy or inaccurately blaming Biden for big oil price gouging and massive inflationary corporate greed. The man is slapping his head against his forehead in dismay. Uh, I I can only hope that uh, that man doesn't represent the nation as of Wednesday morning, but we will see. Given how the nation's corporate media, yes, even the so-called not-rabid right-wing ones, uh, have all all weekend long, I've been hearing members from from the corporate media have been declaring it's all but over for the Democrats, even before Election Day has even begun. Already they're spending on time on what the Democrats did wrong. Even though, by the way, we are seeing record turnout 
in critical states during early and absentee voting, even higher than 2018, pushing 2020 numbers in many places. Though, by the way, that can also be a mixed bag. Don't get too excited about it because we don't actually know how those people voted. We just know that a whole bunch of them have turned out. And we do know that uh, Democrat, uh, Democratic turnout for early and absentee voting is, in fact, up over those previous years in almost all of those places. My point is, nobody actually knows how Tuesday is going to turn out, even though all of these supposedly very smart people are on my television set telling me how it's going to turn out. And please remember, these are all the same people who told you that Hillary Clinton was absolutely going to defeat Donald Trump in 2016. It was was just a joke to think otherwise back when we were warning on this show over and over again that anybody who took... That notion for granted did not know what they were talking about. Now, those people are telling you uh, things, again, that, frankly, they know nothing about. They are guessing. They may be right in their guesses, but they are guessing based on information that, as in previous years, may be right or may be very wrong. Those polling numbers. And if you do not turn out to vote for some reason based on what these constantly wrong people are telling you, then, yes, you may be, uh, you know, joining the nation and having a huge head palm on on Wednesday morning. The most maddening part uh, for obscenely well-paid so-called experts who are constantly wrong year after year in elections is that there is no penalty for them being wrong. They will be back again in two years, no matter how right or wrong they were, telling you stuff that they are simply guessing at, at, you know, as if they knew what the truth was. Well, we don't play that game around here. Uh, Well, at least I don't. But it doesn't mean you don't have to. You can. Uh, You know at least as much about what is going to happen after all is said and done on Tuesday as most of these yutzes pretending to know that they know anything at all. So turnabout is fair play. I would much rather hear from you about who is going to win or lose than from them and why you believe that to be the case. 818-985-5735. If you want to ring in, it's our last chance uh, before the election. Uh, If you want to ring in on who is going to control the House and the Senate after all of the elections are uh, are lawfully tabulated and certified. Will it be the Democrats or the Republicans who control the majority in the House? Democrats or Republicans who control the Senate? And I'd love to know why. Why you think they will uh, control one or the other. In other words, why do you believe they'll win or lose? And what makes you believe what you believe? 818-985-KPFK. It's your chance, yes, to be the pundit. Which means you don't have to be right, and there will be zero accountability for being wrong. So don't worry. Uh, And I'll also be happy to uh, entertain any questions or concerns that you may have about this year's elections. And I'll tell you when I don't know something rather than just make something up and pretend that I do. But uh, I think, uh, you know, I I interviewed uh, Angela Peoples 
a week or so ago on this program for uh, Election Defenders. She's the campaign uh, director there for Election Defenders, who you can and should uh, join up with in support, if you can, at thefrontlines.org. They're going to be out there deploying outside of hundreds of polling locations on Election Day uh, around the country this year to help out voters to keep things orderly and calm, hopefully, to try and de-escalate any situations that may arise, to help out with voter confusion, given all of the new restrictive voting laws passed in many GOP-controlled states, and given the concerns about political uh, violence from those same people. And honestly, um, I think this is really the key. The election defenders, she told me, will be out there to help ensure a Joyful experience for voters at the polls on Election Day. We're trained not only in de-escalation, but also in what we call voter care and to support folks as they're at the polls, making sure that folks have information about what those new laws may be um, and how to make sure that if they feel like they're denied their ability to vote, that they have um, a chance to, to, to address that and to not be denied the ability to cast their ballot, whether it's provisional or otherwise, on Election Day. So we'll be on the outside and making sure that things stay, stay calm, stay joyful, stay energetic, and are the type of the experience that can keep people um, engaged all the way through to casting their ballot. Again, there, a lot of their playbook is about intimidation. A lot of their, uh, their strategy involves fear tactics. And so we are really um, focused on the joy that we can bring to people um, and reminding folks that, that as much as, you know, some may try to make voting seem like something that is um, privileged or something that only a few should be able to do, that everybody has a right. Um, everyone that has the right to vote in this country should be able to exercise that. We're reminding our volunteers is that this is some, this. This election defense um, opportunity is something that we need to do from voting to counting all the way to certification. That was Angela Peoples of Election Defenders on the broadcast a week or two ago. You may remember some of the videos of some of their folks uh, from back in 2020 dancing, playing music at the polls during the during the presidential election that year, entertaining people while they were forced to wait online in too many places. And given the anger of so many on the right, you know, uh, bringing joy to the polls on Tuesday, I believe, will actually be critical, in particular for voters in jurisdictions where they may have to wait in those very long lines again that are created purposely to try and prevent Americans, certain ones, from voting. So, yeah, uh, you know, since I've, I've, I've been very, you know, quite serious on this program in recent days, dealing what is truly at stake this year, truly at stake this year in what really could be our last even close to free and fair election in this country, given who is on the ballot across the country. The election liars who are on the ballot across the country, given the Supreme Court, who is about to hear the Moore v. Harper case in uh, December, which will allow uh, state legislatures, gerrymandered state legislatures, to do anything they want when it comes to elections and election laws. They can declare 
that their uh, slate of electors will go for, oh, I don't know, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, whoever it is that they want, no matter what the voters of their state actually said. This is actually happening. This is real. If you know about it, if you've heard me talk about it, if you're tired of hearing me talk about it, I am truly sorry. But we're going to continue talking about it because more v. Harper, depending on how they uh, decide, is going to be a case like, uh, you know, Roe v. Wade or Citizens United or Dred Scott. One of those cases from the Supreme Court that you will that will live in infamy. So, uh, yeah, we've been quite serious about all of those things because this is a very, very serious election. But I thought today, at least, we might have some fun, some joy with your phone calls. If that turns out to be the case, we will see 818-985-KPFK. I suspect uh, tomorrow and the days after on the broadcast, we may have to get dark and serious again, but we will see. Uh, Before we get to your calls, a few serious uh, news items before we get there, just so you fully appreciate what is at stake uh, here and concerning your right and your ability to cast your vote. the uh, as you know, if you're a broadcast listener, of course, my main concern is whether voters will actually be able to vote at all and have their votes counted as cast. The GOP's closing argument, as it turns out, is that hundreds of thousands of perfectly legal American voters should not be counted this year. Yes, seriously. Republican uh, officials and candidates in at least three battleground states are now pushing to disqualify thousands of mail ballots after urging their own supporters to vote on Election Day in what critics are calling a concerted attempt at partisan voter suppression. The Washington Post reports this morning in Pennsylvania, the state Supreme Court has agreed with the Republican National Committee. That election officials should not count ballots on which the voter neglected to put a date on the outer envelope. We've been following that case and reporting on it, even in cases where the ballot uh, arrives before Election Day. And there is otherwise no question at all about the legality of that ballot. Because someone forgot to write the date on the outside of the ballot, not outside of the ballot, on the outside envelope. There's inside of it is the actual ballot, which is inside a secrecy sleeve. But all the way on the outside where it says today's date, if you forgot to write that in or if you wrote your birthday or if you wrote the wrong year, the Republican National Committee has gone to court to throw those ballots out. And so far they have won that fight. And now thousands of ballots in Pennsylvania with these two, at least two races incredibly close for uh, for the U.S. Senate and for, uh, for governor there. Thousands of ballots have been set aside as a result. And the, there would certainly be enough to swing a close race. It's just such a shame, you know, that it's such a small thing, a small technicality, which I thought was not supposed to be allowed as far as the Civil Rights Act is concerned. You're not not. allowed to use minor technicalities to discard valid ballots. Correct. But they decided to do it anyway. In Pennsylvania, the uh, state Supreme Court, where the chief justice died last month, surprisingly, which leaves uh, leaves it with a three to three. Uh, Republican versus uh, uh, Democratic uh, makeup, and uh, they tied in their vote. And somehow that means, for now anyway, those ballots must be set aside. There are additional 
challenges now in federal court to that ruling. But, you know, uh, when it goes to the U.S. Supreme Court, well, you know that story. In Michigan, Christina Caramo, the Republican nominee for secretary of state in that critical battleground state, she sued the top election official in Detroit last month and only in Detroit for some odd reason, seeking to toss absentee ballots that are not cast in person with an ID, even though that runs contrary to state requirements. When asked in a recent court hearing, Karamo's lawyer declined to say why the suit targets Detroit and only Detroit to throw out those ballots. Detroit, of course, a heavily Democratic city and a majority black city. Why didn't she file against the entire state? You decide. Uh, even if that suit fails, by the way, other challenges are playing out in Michigan right now. In recent days, county clerks across Michigan have received emails from organized groups attempting to dispute the eligibility of voters who requested or cast absentee ballots, suggesting that there could be more litigation to come. We spoke about that last week on this program as well. This is a concerted, organized effort across the country by Republicans to challenge voters, legal voters, any way that they can. And in Wisconsin, Republicans, again, won a court ruling that will prevent some mail ballots from being counted when the required witness address is not complete, even though election officials are able to figure out that address on their own based on the information that is in, included on the ballot. Yes, in Wisconsin, if you're going to vote by absentee, it has to be witnessed by someone else and you have to put their address on the uh, on the uh, envelope. And if that address, if they put their name and, you know, their 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 city uh, or their name and their street, but they don't include the number, well, those can be thrown out because that's how Republicans roll. Republicans successfully sued this year to toss guidance on this matter from the bipartisan Wisconsin Elections Commission, allowing local election officials to fill in any incomplete witness addresses on the ballots. Mind you, that's a bipartisan uh, election commission. It is the one that Republicans put in place to replace the independent one that had been operating in Wisconsin for so many years. They put this bipartisan commission in place, and now they're talking about if they can get the governorship back or a supermajority in both houses uh, of their uh, state legislature. They want to do away with the Wisconsin, the bipartisan Wisconsin Election Commission as well and leave everything up to the Republicans. And I'm not kidding. So when I say, you know, the um, democracy is on the ballot this year, democracy is under attack, this is exactly what I'm talking about. When you hear Republican officials say that, uh, you know, if they win, there will never be another Democrat elected again, I think you should believe them. In places like uh, Pennsylvania, the potential for chaos on Election Day is high, where the legal fight is ongoing and could influence or postpone the outcome in some of the state's tightest races, including a contest that could determine control of the U.S. Senate. I reported uh, last week that an election official I spoke with in Pennsylvania had said the latest court orders on uh, throwing out these ballots if they don't have a, a, a date on the outer envelope, which is immaterial to whether it's a lawful ballot or not. 
at least if you believe in the civil right, the federal civil rights act, um, which these people don't. Um, she told me that, you know, this has been bringing absolute chaos to election officials around the state. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf issued a statement on Sunday night in which he asserted that, quote, no voter should be disenfranchised simply because they made a minor error in filling out their ballot by forgetting to write the date on on the outer envelope, a ballot that has arrived before Election Day as required by law. He said, quote, this was not a controversial concept in our country or our Commonwealth until recently with the rise of the big lie and the efforts to spread mis and disinformation in the days leading up to the general election. I urge counties to continue to ensure that every vote counts, he said. At least 7,000 such ballots have so far been rejected. There could be more because some counties don't publish how many of these ballots they've tossed out. The uh, the Working Families Party in Philadelphia has been trying to call these voters. They've contacted about 1,800 of them. But a lot of them, you know, can't come in and cure the ballot, cure this problem, because they're, maybe they're out of town. So that's why they're voting absentee. Or maybe they're just, well, Jean Terezzi is 95 years old. She said, I am totally disabled. She was listing as having her ballot uh, returned with a missing date on it. She said that she had an important medical appointment on Monday and would just have to, quote, let it go and not have her vote counted. It's very disgraceful, she said, politely, declining to state her political affiliation, which I don't even care about. But I am infuriated that she doesn't get to vote this year. Republicans also sued to block counties from notifying voters in Pennsylvania. Voters who neglected to date their ballots in order to give them the chance to come in and fix it, they sued to stop that as well. That effort failed, but counties may choose whether to count those, uh, whether to contact those voters or not, meaning not all voters will even be given the opportunity to correct the ballot errors, even if they were able to do it. But this was supposed to be joyful. What happened? 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-KPFK. You don't have to be joyful. You can give us a call and tell us who you think is going to win on uh, Tuesday, Republicans or Democrats in the House or the Senate. Uh, and then uh, before I get we'll get to a quick break and come back to some of your calls and more. Uh, there are uh, the, the simple apparent mistakes that are just disenfranchising voters this year in some critical states, including Georgia in Georgia, Cobb County, Georgia. That's uh, a part of Atlanta, obviously a very Democratic part of the state. Uh, election officials there apparently failed to mail more than 1,000 absentee ballots out. They have no real good excuse for it. Uh, and they are very sorry. The elections and registration director uh, blames the situation on human error, says, I'm sorry that this office let these voters down. Uh, many of the absentee staff have been averaging 80 or more hours per week. They are exhausted. Still, uh, he said, or she said, there's, the, there's no excuse for such a critical error. They're uh, blaming uh, human error, uh, saying uh, the Board of Elections uh, chair said the human error was clearly a factor, I believe, reduced time frames, however, for the receipt of requests for and processing of absentee ballots. 
provided under SB202, which is a new law. I'll tell you that in a second, uh, as well as turnover in the election offices from people being threatened are also a significant factor, uh, she said. So before this uh, new voter suppression law, SB202 in uh, in Georgia, which, by way of full disclosure, I am a named plaintiff suing to block that law, uh, part of it on behalf of the media and the provisions that I am the named plaintiff in uh, blocking photography inside of polling places, uh, preventing election observers from speaking to people like me in the media about what they see while ballots are being counted. Uh, That is, in fact, uh, the only part of the law that I know of that has so far been put on hold by the courts. So I guess I was successful. Uh, But before that uh, new law, voters could request absentee ballots for 180 in the 180 days before an election. And they uh, the county could begin mailing them out 49 days before the election. Under the new law, ballots can only be requested within 78 days of an election, and they cannot be mailed out until 29 days before Election Day. So screw-ups like this, presuming this was just a screw-up, it sounds like it was, but screw-ups like this are much harder to fix because the time has been compressed and it makes it much harder to uh, prevent disenfranchisement. Now, over the weekend, uh, voting rights activists, uh, including friend of the show Marilyn Marks of the Coalition of Good Governance, Uh, They were working hard to rectify this mess in Cobb County, Georgia, where, as you may have heard, they also have some critical elections on Tuesday. Um, And so there was a lawsuit for uh, out-of-state absentee voters who were never mailed their absentee ballots uh, sued with the help of the ACLU of Georgia, asking a judge to require Cobb County to send ballots by overnight mail and then to extend the state's deadline to return them. And we've got some good news there. So be joyful. A Cobb County judge uh, on Monday agreed to extend the absentee ballot return deadline during an emergency hearing on Monday. Cobb elections agreed to accept the absentee ballots through November 14 for those who did not receive them on time. The uh, attorney for the elections office said, yeah, this was an administrative error. We want to give everyone as much time as possible. And under state law, ballots normally must be received by the election office by 7 p.m. on Election Day in Georgia, except for military and overseas voters. Their ballots must be received no later than November 14. So uh, the consent order that was uh, signed on Monday by the judge will allow the county to accept absentee ballots that are postmarked by Election Day if they are received later uh, from those voters who they failed to send ballots to previously. So that's good news for Cobb County, at least for some voters there. Uh, The county has been overnighting ballots to those who are out of state. If you're overseas, they can come back by November 14. Unfortunately, Cobb County wasn't the only one in Georgia with an apparent similar problem. I spent no small amount of time over the weekend trying to work with Marilyn Marks to see if we could get a similar uh, ballot situation for some voters in DeKalb County who also did not get their ballots. The reason for that? Still unknown, including one elderly voter. Uh, who is out of state right now uh, that I was trying to work with, a younger voter who was overseas who also should have received his ballot by now. They didn't. We don't know why. Um, Just before airtime, I heard a similar story back here from an L.A. voter who said that they never received their vote-by-mail ballot. 
though all active voters were supposed to have received one in Los Angeles, L.A. County, she tweeted that she never received hers. She checked with the county, found out that she was marked for some reason as inactive in the voting rolls, even though she says she's voted in every election since 2018. Now, if that happens to you here in uh, Southern California, well, if you haven't received your ballot, for example, in L.A., if you're in town, you can get to any voting center and cast your vote anyway before they close on Tuesday. Or if you got a mail ballot and you voted it and you screwed it up and you want to change it, well, you can also go into a voting center and do that as well. If you're out of town, and you haven't got your ballot in L.A., contact lavote.net as soon as possible. They may still be able to get one to you or drop me an email via bradcast at bradblog.com with your info, and I'll try to get the attention of L.A. County officials. Let's take a quick break here. Hopefully, uh, maybe a, a little bit, we'll try to lighten things up with some of your calls. We'll see how that goes. Be the pundit. Are Democrats... Uh, or Republicans uh, going to win the House and or Senate this year? Why do you think that? And what makes you believe as much? 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-KPFK. All of that and probably more straight ahead on the broadcast. I'm Brad Friedman. <laughs> What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Long term, we still need comprehensive voting rights reform, which is something we need to prioritise and fight for. But the first step, and I know this is going to be infuriating to hear, is for you to vote. We've talked a lot about how part of the reason that Biden's victory wasn't stolen from him was thanks to the diligent work of a few people in key positions. But don't forget that the first part of why that was possible is that a lot of people voted. And I get how ludicrous it sounds. For someone to say, fix these significant roadblocks, keeping your vote from counting by voting, I hear it. I promise I do. Particularly if you're a member of one of the many communities like black voters, the disabled, the formerly incarcerated and low-income communities who have long been sounding the alarm about all of this. And voting is not going to be enough on its own at every level of the process. We need people to show the same level of enthusiasm for preserving our democracy that others are demonstrating for dismantling it. And I am not saying... It's going to be easy to match the energy of people fueled by bull documentaries, flat out lies, but it is really important to try. Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com. Getting to your calls at 818 985 KPFK. 818-985-5735. Press one and we will try to get you to the air. Uh, asking about who you think is going to win or lose on Tuesday or anything else. I see that folks have uh, questions about Tuesday's elections. I was just uh, stunned what I saw from the news, supposed news media over the weekend telling us uh, how uh, Democrats were going to take a thumping and explaining why and where they went wrong. And I'm thinking, man, people have not even showed up to vote yet. 
And you are supposedly, and I'm not talking about right wingers, I'm talking about, you know, regular non wingnuts. Fareed Zakaria from CNN, uh, that other woman from uh, uh, L.A. Times, whose name I'm forgetting now. I would ask Desi, but she's on the phone, uh, you know, explaining where Democrats went wrong as if this was all done and over. Really? I don't know if they're right or wrong, but here's the deal. They don't either. So why would you tell that to a nation that is having one of its most critical election days in, uh, well, since the Civil War. 818-985-KPFK. Who's going to win or lose Tuesday? You can be the pundit. Be the pundit. I don't care if you got bad news. Be the pundit. 818-985-KPFK. Let's go to uh, Pam in San Bernardino. Hey, Pam, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Brad. Hi, Pam. Um, profess Bernie Progressive. Okay. Hi, Pam. Bernie Progressive. Good to hear from you. Uh, it's so nice to be able to speak with you and Desi. Um, I'm an optimist, mm-hmm. and so I truly believe the Democrats would retain both the, the Senate and the House, mm. and they will pick up the two extra seats needed mm-hmm. so we can hold on to democracy. Mm-hmm. And for those out there... I'd like to give them, uh, ask, let them ask themselves this question. Mm-hmm. If you truly love yourself, if you're a parent and you have kids and you love your kids, and you're grandparents and you have grandkids and mm-hmm. you love them, mm-hmm. why would you choose someone who does not believe in the Constitution, do not uphold their oath of office, and does not believe in democracy? Mm-hmm. So ask those questions of yourself. All, yeah. If you can be honest with yourself when you answer, why would you put someone in there who says to you, you cannot do X, Y, or Z with your body? Mm -hmm. I worked for several years and I paid into Social Security, and you're saying to me that that money I put in there, if I had put it into a bank account, Mm -hmm. just put it there, sit in there, it would have occurred so much interest. It's not funny. Mm-hmm. Why would you vote for someone who wants to take that right from you? Excellent questions, Pam. Now, you say you're a Bernie uh, progressive. progressive yes. uh, I have heard from some, uh, you know, oh, I'm a, I'm a Bernie progressive. And, and if I can't have Bernie, I'm going to have nothing. I'm going to burn them all down. All the parties, both parties are just the same. They're both just as bad. Both sides are, are uh, you know, a disaster for this country. I ain't voting at all or I'm voting for third party. What would you say to someone like that, Pam? I would say they're not a Bernie progressive. <laughs> because if they were a Bernie progressive, yeah. they would know the Democrats is 100% better yep. than what I refer to as the American Taliban, the GOP. Mm, I gotcha. And Bernie is out there yep. stomping yep. for the Democrats because he loves his country. He honors his oath of office mm-hmm. and the Constitution. 
And you're right. Uh, when when this has come up, we've been speaking with uh, over the past uh, few days or so uh, some some Bernie progressives, and they said, "Hey, Bernie is out there on the stump. He's out there fighting for Democrats." So if you are a Bernie progressive, it's strange that you would say, "I ain't voting for either side, Republicans or Democrats. They're both the pox on both their houses." That's not what Bernie is saying. So you you make excellent points, Pam. Thank you. Uh, great to hear from you. Before I go, yeah. one thing about to you and Desi. Yeah. Two Fridays ago, I went. I'm all set to get my Brad and Desi uh, fixed, uh-huh. and you guys were gone, uh-huh. and you didn't tell us in advance that you weren't going to be there as uh-huh. you usually do. Uh-huh. So please don't let it happen again. Uh, well, I'll, I will try. We will try. We don't always <laughs> know. Uh, you, you'll, you'll always survive. We'll be back. Don't worry. Thank you, Thank Pam. You very I- much. What you both do. I really appreciate You're it. You're very kind. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. 818-985-KPFK. I am sorry, Pam. Uh, we didn't mean to uh, abandon you that day. We're back. We're fine. It's okay. We'll be all right. GS in South Lake Tahoe. Oh, it's lovely up there. Hey, GS. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Brad. Indeed, it is. It's beautiful. Yep. Uh, I have. To, I, I am a big fan of your show. I listen religiously. So I want to recommend uh, an app. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. I know this is not generally something one does, but mm-hmm. it, there's a thing called Fact Stream, which helps very, very much to uh, help a person decide on what's going on. Uh, the uh, reports. Uh, sorry. And and your phone. Your phone. Uh, GS. Your phone broke up a little bit when you gave the name of the app. It's oh. called what? Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. called Fact Stream. Fact Stream. Okay. Fact Stream. Yes. Mm-hmm. And basically, I think there are more than three possible. But anyway, PolitiFact, mm-hmm. Washington Post, mm-hmm. and uh, I forget the third. Fact Stream itself. Factcheck. Factcheck.org. Yeah. Those are the yeah. Those are the three main. And it, it's not so much relevant today, but it's relevant in general. And I just love their line. On their main page, they say a lie-swatting, claim-debunking, fact-checking <laughs> app to stop the spread of falsehood. Good, good. Well, and I use it, and I, I read it, and then I follow it up. I double-check. Mm-hmm. So I recommend it highly. Yep. And, uh, you know, more power to the Bernie fans of the world. I'm a far-left progressive mm-hmm. and team. Well, uh, GS, by the way, I'm glad that you fact-checked. Uh, the fact checkers on the fact stream, because that's what I was going to say, because a lot of times I have seen Washington Post get it terribly wrong. I have seen uh, 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 PolitiFact get it even worse wrong. So, yeah, yeah. if it's not independently verifiable, uh, I see no reason to believe it. Uh, but they have right. good information for you to look into, considering there is so much BS out there and it's so difficult oh, to, yeah. to keep up. Hey, uh, GS, I got I to gotta go. But very quickly, sure. just because I'm uh, keeping a tally here. Here today, uh, who, who's going to end up with the Senate majority? Who's going to end up with the House majority? It's okay. You can be wrong. Be the pundit. <laughs> the Democrats are going to sweep the universe. Thank God. <laughs> All right. We will see if you are right. And if you are wrong, like a real TV pundit, there will be no penalty. Thanks for the call, GS. I appreciate it. Love to come visit you up there in uh, South Lake Tahoe. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with uh, a few more of your calls as we can fit them in. At 818-985-5735, I am Brad Friedman, and you are listening to The Bradcast.
Hi, this is Brad. My thanks to those who stopped by bradblog.com slash donate to sign up for a subscription to the Bradcast of any amount you like. We rely on you to stay on your public airwaves. Please grab a subscription at bradblog.com slash donate. Thank you. some joy to your airwaves and maybe your 2022 midterm elections. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com taking your calls. 818-985-5735. By the way, maybe I'll have more time for this tomorrow, but the Kremlin-connected entrepreneur Yevgeny Prigozhin, I think that's how you say it, who's very close to Vladimir Putin. I believe he's called Putin's chef. Well, he has for the first time admitted that, yes, the Russians interfered in the 2016 election. He said, quote, gentlemen, we have interfered, are interfering and will interfere carefully, precisely, surgically and in our own way as we know how to do. He boasted in remarks that were posted on social media. Uh, he and his company were uh, among those who were indicted by uh, Robert Mueller in the Robert Mueller special counsel investigation. So they're but, just coming out. He's just yeah. coming out and saying it right yeah. now. Why didn't he come out and say it back when they did it? Well, they, was there just their chicken? They have been lying about it, uh, apparently, because he's now he's telling unless he's lying now. But he has been for six years denying it. Uh, let me get to some of your calls. Who's going to win the House? Who's going to win the Senate? Be the pundit. And again, as usual for pundits, there is no penalty for being wrong. Let's fly through as many of these as we can. Uh, hey, Gigi in Pasadena. Hey, good. Uh, welcome back to the Brandcast. Hi there, darling. Good to talk to you. I love talking to, to Desi. I just got a quick comment for yes, you. Yes. Um, uh, very quickly, yes. uh, I uh, have been for the uh, everyone trying to get people out to vote. Mm -hmm. uh, Thank and you. you know what their response to me was? Oh, no problem. But the response always was, Gigi, what is the point? We voted. Uh, Hillary Clinton won by, what, four million votes. And it didn't matter whether we mm -hmm. voted or not. And, you know, I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. I really didn't have a... a, a, a an answer. I didn't have anything that made sense. How do you? Yeah, let me let me give you one. Let me give you one, Gigi. Yeah, the electoral. Oh, let me, uh, Brad, yeah. Brad, let me give you my answer. Okay. Here's what I told. I finally came up with the answer. Yeah. It's very simple. Yeah. Get your, get your funds out there and vote because if you don't, it's game over. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. I was going to be, I was going to be a little bit more literal, Gigi, and and say, well, you know, uh, yeah, the electoral college sucks. If you want to change it, there's only one way to do it because there's only one party that's interested in changing it, even in the slightest, and that would be the Democratic Party. But uh, you know, obviously, there's much more to elections than just uh, the president of the United States. There's uh, you know the House and Senate and everything else. Speaking of which, Gigi, very quickly, uh, who's going to win the House? Who's going to win the Senate? You know what? Uh, I, Democrats. Democrats. I, 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 I both? have the faith. I, I really, okay. well, what is the one that we need to have the extra votes? The Senate. You got to have two extra seats in the Senate in order to be able to perform the filibuster, in order to be able to right. federally codify to Roe v. Wade, and to expand the corrupt Supreme Court, et cetera. 
yeah. Okay. So I need want the Senate. All right. You may want it, but that wasn't the question. Who's going to win it? But it's too late. You've already cast your vote. Thank you, Gigi. <laughs> Good to hear from you. Uh, okay. 818-985-5735. We're going to fly through quickly. Let's go to Guillermo in L.A. Hey, Guillermo. Welcome yes, to the sir. broadcast, sir. Well, sir, thank you. Uh, I love your show. Always listen to it. Thank you. And uh, my, my concern at this point, well, I, I don't vote. And the only reason I don't vote is because uh, I'm not a U.S. citizen yet. I've been a, a legal immigrant for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I haven't become a U.S. citizen is because there's a lot of issues that I have with uh, both parties. Mm. Okay. But that said, I'm concerned more about the possibility of a nuclear war between us and them. Mm-hmm. And them meaning Mr. Putin, which um, the Trump, they're crazy, but there's a lot of crazies. Yeah. Government All right. Well, let me. Yeah. Well, let me respond to uh, two points you made there. Uh, one, uh, Guillermo, if you can become a citizen, please do. Whether you like the Republicans or the Democrats, doesn't matter. You can vote independent, but uh, well, I mean, you 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 will better be able to you know, participate. Um, yeah. Well, I, 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 I have decided I will become a citizen. You, you will be. Okay. Excellent. Very good. And I hope you'll call back the show. When you uh, register and when you will be will. Uh, including your, your first vote. So let me just say this. You don't have to vote Republican. You yeah. don't have to vote Democrat. You can vote independent, third party. You don't have to vote at all. But if you want to have more of a voice in the conversation, become a oh, citizen yeah. if they will allow you. The other thing is, okay. yes, I understand uh, there's a lot of people out there who are trying to scare the hell out of you when it comes to uh, Russia and their use of nuclear weapons. They're pretending that it is the U.S. who is somehow threatening this they are not what they're actually trying okay. to what they're actually trying to do is uh they are speaking for the kremlin in hopes that uh somehow we're supposed to roll over and allow russia to uh you know take over ukraine and the rest of europe in order to avoid a nuclear war which is the same as saying you know what let's let north korea invade south korea yeah. because they have nuclear exactly. weapons too right oh, no i'm uh, i'm, I'm- with you. All right. I'm with you. But I'm just wondering, you know, it's like where you were with that thought. Yeah. Don't real or you know fantasy. I no listen, it could happen. It is very, very dangerous. It's a very, very dangerous moment. But the solution is not to roll over uh to the people who are making these threats to these propagandists who are trying to scare you. Got it. Don't fall for it. Hey Guillermo, before I let you go, uh it doesn't in in Uh, this particular poll, you don't have to be a citizen. Who's gonna win the Senate? Who's gonna win the House? Republicans or Democrats for each? Well, there, you know. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm going Democrat. You don't have to apologize. I'm Democratic. Okay, Democrat. Yeah, in, I know. mean, the Republicans—they're yeah. crazy. In I'm, this, they're gone. In the Senate, I mean, oh, Senate I, and the House, Guillermo. I hope so. To the. All right. Thanks, Guillermo. I appreciate that call, brother. Stay in touch. Good to uh, yes, good to hear All from right. you, my hey. friend. Give a big, a big sloppy kiss to I will indeed. A sloppy kiss for you, Desi Doyen. You're welcome. Uh, boy, uh, maybe I'm not clear. It's not who you want to win. It's who you think are going to win. It's interesting, however, that so far everybody either wants or thinks that uh, Democrats are going to win in both the Senate and the House. I don't know if that's true or not, but anyway, let's uh, fly through more. i got to move quick. James in L.A. Hey, James, welcome to the broadcast. Who's going to win uh, on uh, Tuesday in the House and the Senate? 
I think uh, the Democrats are going to pick up uh, um, um, votes in the House and the Senate. Mm. And the reason I think this is because uh, the early voting in many, many of the battleground states has been unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, there's record-breaking early voting in Georgia, mm-hmm. Michigan, Wisconsin. So... Um, and I yet, think and yet, be a landslide. and uh, landslide, and James. Yet, all the TV pundits are telling us otherwise. It's going to be a landslide against the Democrats, and they're already saying, "Where did they go wrong?" Why do you think they're saying that, James? Well, I have my own conspiracy theories, so I don't want to really go there. But I, I do believe, you know, these are corporate-owned stations, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they have a vested interest in keeping things tight to make it interesting. That's my thought. All right. They do indeed. Uh, Good thought, James. Appreciate that call very much. Uh, We'll see who's right. We don't know. 818. Well, I'm not even giving out the number because now everybody's calling and we're up against the clock here. So this is going to have to be really quick. I'm going to have to give like 10 seconds to everybody if if that much. Margo in East L.A. Hey, Margo, welcome to the broadcast. Very quickly, who's going to win the Senate and the House? Go quick. Yes. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, Margo. Okay. Uh, Margo, yes, I'm really working on very carefully doing my ballots and seeing if I contribute and make it accurate with a date on the envelope. I'm also hoping that it will be the Democrats. But I think I agree with the person just called in about we've got to get the money, corporations, all those things out of the politics. Yes, we do. Even both both parties with their donations and things like that, and it really takes it away from us to you, real life. Yeah. We we do. Next time you call in, Margo, don't don't keep your hands so close, your face so close to the phone. It's hard to understand you there. I think you said that uh, you're you're unhappy with both parties and the corporate money. I agree. There is one party, however, the Democrats actually were trying to curb corporate money in elections, and they were blocked by the Republicans in the Freedom to Vote Act. Let everybody know what the Republicans voted against. Thank. And that really would help them. Yep. You know, that we really be willing for the party that I, tried to I, I got to go, Margo. I got to go. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I think she said she uh, thought the Democrats' last call, as always, uh, it's going to be uh, Mo. Hey, Mo, you got 10 seconds. Hit me, brother. I just need five. The Democrats going to walk away with everything. This country's been through too much. There's more of us bad than it is of them. Everybody behave yourself. Thank you, Morris. Always good to hear from him. Uh, Sorry for anyone else we couldn't get to today. My apologies for that. By the way, if you're wondering what the totals are, uh, no recount necessary. Uh, Callers seven to nothing for both the Senate. Democrats are going to take the Senate. Democrats are going to take the House. That's what they tell me. We'll see if they're right soon enough. Maybe. We'll see how soon that is. I got to get out. My thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to my uh, board operator, Yaut Orozco, and to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night. If you missed any portion of today's program, download it anytime for free at bradblog.com. Drop me email. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. On the Facebooks and the Twitters, for now, you will find me at the Brad Blog. That's it. See you there. See you here. Hopefully tomorrow. I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two.
On this day in labor history, the year was 1933. That was the day Detroit anarchist labor leader Joseph Labati died. Born in Papa in 1850, Joe was born to descendants of French immigrants and grew up among native Potawatomi peoples in southwest Michigan. He became a printer, joining the local typographical union number 18, and worked for the Detroit Post and Tribune. He was an early leader of the Socialist Labor Party. By 1878, Joe organized the first Knights of Labor Assembly in Detroit. He served as the first president of the Detroit Trades Council and founded the Michigan Federation of Labor. He wrote tirelessly for a number of labor and socialist newspapers across the country. He embraced anarchism and soon produced a popular column titled Cranky Notions. Labatty enjoyed the company and correspondence of radical labor leaders like Emma Goldman, Albert and Lucy Parsons, Eugene V. Debs, Benjamin Tucker, Terrence Powderly, and others of the progressive era. He was often referred to as the gentle anarchist for his insistence on nonviolence and distancing from those anarchists who advocated the use of violence as an acceptable tactic. Labati was also known to never throw out any printed material relevant to labor or radical causes. His biographer, Carletta Anderson, notes that the story of his life, deeds, and thoughts is abundantly revealed through the treasure trove of letters, periodicals, clippings, manuscripts, booklets, photos, and circulars once stored in his attic and now housed in the Labati collection of the University of Michigan. His stockpile of documents of social protest has proven a boon to scholars, enabling them to study the early labor movement in detail. When he died at the age of 83, he considered this to be his legacy.